Hi, welcome to 3Dog. You're listening to a flow class taped live in our studio. When you're ready, grab a mat and let's get started. Three, four, five, six. We're just sitting here talking about pastries and stuff. Anyone want to like, you know, just talk? Yes. How was your baguette yesterday, Veronica? She had like this like amazing French sandwich. Yeah, really good. Yeah. Yeah. Any, anybody else want to like indulge in, oh, we got some coffees. Anyone got a fancy coffee? Just regular coffee? Please tell me it's not tea. It's not tea. We agree. Excellent. I'm glad y'all are here. We're going to take on the sun salutations prep uh, this week. We're going to start with 18. We're going to do nine rest, nine. Then we're going to move into things that are not salutations, uh, but are going to challenge us in other ways. We're going to do a little alignment check-in with our warriors just to uh, be sure everybody's uh, on point there, which means we'll be off our hands for the next segment of the journey. Then we'll do some hip opening and send Jen away for a really great day that I hope involves lots of good things. All right. We're going to start in child's pose. Get there when you are ready. Take your time to locate yourself here in this space where you are. And the space like, that you are. What's the tone or the mood of your body? What are the physical sensations that you pick up on right away? And what lies underneath? And steady into a rhythm of breathing. That's just steady and balanced, right? And that's really this whole idea of the 108 sun salutations practice. It's about staying steady, consistent, well-balanced, right? Knowing that there's a lot to do, but doing one thing, that one thing that you're doing while you're doing it. Your next inhale, come on up to down dog. And take some time to move around. So just be creative in your body. Address the stuff that's going on for you right now. Maybe it's a desire to be still. Maybe to wiggle. Maybe there's a more strategic action. There's a, a leg or a foot or a hip or shoulder or something that needs like your gentleness. And if you notice those spots, right, that's something to bring with you. Not to dwell on so much, but if there is something that you need to be light on, do that. One more breath here. Bring yourself back into a stillness. And then look to your hands. Walk forward into ragdoll. And you let your head drop, let it get heavy. Rock your weight a little forward in your feet. Check in with your feet. How are they aligned? Right? And chances are, if you didn't pay attention to that as you set them up, they're taking their favorite little turn in, turn out. Might be just a tiny little bit. Might be a lot. Could be different on each side. You could have one foot turned in, one turned out. 
There is nothing abnormal about that. There is something superhuman about noticing. And as we move through salutations, the way we're placing our feet, it does matter. And it's one of those touchstones that can keep you mentally sane. The literal grounding of your feet as the grounding of your mind, the steadying of yourself from the ground up. And as we move through any practice, whatever is at the base of the pose does need our attention. We need to tend to it first. It doesn't mean yours has to look a certain way. There are standards. You're allowed to deviate intentionally. Release your hands to your mat. You're going to walk your feet together. This is one. So the standard of mountain pose and all the stuff at the front of the mat is big toes touching, heels slightly apart. Right? That's standard. No one here needs to be exactly standard. But your feet close together and parallel rather than turned out or in is what you're looking for. When you think parallel, think second and third toe, pointing straight ahead, heel in line with those. Right. That'll be it every time. We're going to press down into the feet, roll slowly up to standing. We've been upside down for a while, so you go slow. Press your feet down, reach your arms up. Right. So there's a standard here of arms stack over the shoulders, but going a little wider intentionally could be good. Bringing the hands together, either fingertips or palms, intentionally and without creating stress around your neck could be good. So feel out that, that range. Go out wide like, and just a wide, kind of Y shape of the body. It'd be really nice to keep shoulder tension out of, out of here, right? So you get the shoulders away from the neck. You broaden out through your upper back. Really good for a lot of us. Hands stacked over shoulders can also be really good. But if it feels tight here, go back wide. If it doesn't feel tight here, try bringing fingertips or palms together, but notice what happens around your neck. If you can consistently come here without any uh, neck stress, tops of shoulder stress, no problem coming here. For most of us, standard hands over shoulders will be the way. We're going to bring hands together, heart center, thumbs to sternum, take a moment, samastiti. So there's one standard positioning. Another would be arms at your sides. And depending on how your frame works, Either one is good if you feel like you're standing in full attention and evenness in your body. Picking one alignment that works for you and committing to it right, is the way to make this really intentional yoga. We're not slapdash within the ways we set this up. Each time we come back to a pose, we're trying to recreate and polish it. Here, have a breath in. Breath out. Get started. Inhale, reach up, mountain pose. Exhale, bow forward. Breathe in, lift halfway, flat back. Plant your hands, step back. High or low push up. Breathe in, upward facing dog. Breathe out, down dog, get empty. 
Look forward, walk or lightly hop to your hands. Breathe in, lift halfway. Breathe out, fold forward. That's one complete salutation. Here we go again. Breathe in, reach up. Mountain pose. Squeeze your legs, squeeze your arms. Exhale, fold forward. As you take a peek at your foot alignment, if it needs to uh, sharpen up, for sure. You can do that anytime. Breathe in, lift halfway, flat back. Plant your hands, step back. Low push. Breathe in, upward facing dog. Breathe out, downward facing dog. Look forward, walk or lightly hop to your hands. Be together ish. Half lift, breathe in. Breathe out, fold forward. Press your feet down, breathe in and reach up. Breathe out, fold. Breathe in, lift halfway. Plant your hands, step back, high low. Breathe in, upward facing dog. Breathe out, down dog. Look forward, walk or lightly hop to your hands. Breathe in, lift halfway. Breathe out, fold. Press your feet down, breathe in, reach up. Breathe out, fold. Breathe in, lift halfway. Plant your hands, breathe out. Breathe in, upward facing dog. Full attention in this moment, refining, polishing, downward facing dog, same thing. Every single one, refine, polish. Look forward, walk or lightly hop. Breathe in, lift halfway. Breathe out, fold. Breathe in, reach out. Breathe out, bow. Breathe in, lift halfway. Plant your hand, breathe out. Refine the plank, tighten it, lengthen it. Breathe in, upward facing dog. Breathe out, downward facing dog. Look forward. Walker Lily Hop, top of the mat. Breathe in, lift halfway. Breathe out, fold. Breathe in, reach up, refine and polish. Breathe out, bow forward. Breathe in, lift halfway. Plant your hands, breathe out. Breathe in. Breathe all the way out. Look forward, walk or lightly hop. Breathe in, 
forward, breathe all the way out. Breathe in, reach up. Breathe out, be unrushed, unhurried. Breathe in, lift halfway. Plant your hands, step back, breathe out. Breathe in. Breathe all the way out. Look forward, walk O'Reilly hop. Breathe in. Breathe out. Good. Breathe in, reach out. Breathe out. Breathe in, lift halfway. Plant your hands, breathe out. Breathe in. Breathe all the way out. Look forward, walk or lie high. Breathe in. And breathe out. Breathe in, reach up. Breathe out. Breathe in. Plant your hands, breathe out. Breathe in. Breathe out. And look forward, walk or lie high. Breathe in. Breathe all the way out, fold deeply in. Inhale, reach up, mountain pose. When you exhale, draw your hands, heart center, samasiti. Any shape of the pose here, full breath in. Full breath out. Do it again. Inhale, reach up. Exhale, full. Breathe in, lift halfway. Plant your hands. Breathe out. Breathe in. Breathe all the way out. Look forward, walk or lie high. Breathe in, lift halfway. Breathe out, full. Breathe in, reach up. Breathe out, bow full. Breathe in, 
Lift halfway. Plant your hands. Breathe out. Good. Breathe in upward facing dog. You're just refining this one pose. And then downward dog. Just doing this one. Look forward, walk or lightly up. Breathe in, lift halfway. Breathe out. Breathe in, reach out. Breathe out, bow forward. Breathe in, lift halfway. Plant your hands, breathe out. Breathe in. Breathe all the way out. Forward. Walk around. Breathe in. And breathe out. Breathe in. Reach up. Breathe out. Bow forward. Breathe in, lift halfway. Plant your hands, breathe out. Breathe in. Breathe all the way out. Forward, walk really high. Breathe in. And breathe all the way out. Rest your feet down. Breathe and reach up. Right, this is where things start to uh, get a little lost. Right. Exhale, bow full. Redouble the attention. Take this one thing. Breathe in. Lift halfway. Plant your hands. Step back. Breathe out. Breathe in. Breathe out. Look forward. Walk or lightly hop. Breathe in. Lift halfway. Breathe out. Bow forward. It's totally normal to be rushing about now, but you don't need to. Breathe in, reach up. Take your time and do this well, right? Fatigue is setting in. So get really like slowed down. Exhale, bow forward. As human creatures, we do the opposite of the thing we need. Breathe in, lift halfway. Go with this all the way to the top of an inhale. Then plant your hand. Step back. Idle up. Breathe into the top of an inhale. Be calm here. Put your knees down if you need to. And then down dog. Not a resting pose, but stay in it the entire breath out. Then look forward. Walk or lightly hop. Breathe in. Lift halfway. Stretch long. 
Breathe out, bow forward. Redouble the effort. Breathe in, reach out. That's not strength, it's not force. Breathe out, full force. The effort of attention. It's not slow for the sake of slow. It's thorough, it's here, it's present. Breathe in, lift halfway. Plant your hands. Breathe out. Breathe in. Breathe out. Then look forward. Walk or lie hop. Breathe in. Breathe out. Fold. There's two more. Let's get them. Breathe in. Reach up. Use this time, right? You're standing upright. Balance finely. This is not over-efforting, right? This is a chance for a little uh, reprieve of effort. Exhale, bow forward. Get in there and let your head drop with the back body soften. Breathe in. Lift halfway. You're not in a hurry. Plant your hands. Step back. High to low. Now, this is not fun to take slow, right? Press the floor. Then when you inhale, up dog, Right? Maybe it's knees down, but front body softens. You open up, you get breath in. Right? Downward facing dog. Align it well. Empty. Then look forward. Walk or lie liha. Breathe in, half lift. Right? Get in there, stretch long. Breathe out. Fold in. Get in there, hug tight. Let your head go. Breathe in, reach up. Use this pose to recover a little bit. It's a fine balance, it's a reach, but it's not over effort. Exhale, fold. You're not trying to go overly slow. It's not indulgent, it's just present. Breathe in, take your time. It doesn't need to be a fast pop-up. Plant your hands, breathe out. Low push-up. Breathe in, upward facing dog. Breathe out, downward facing dog. Look forward, walk or lightly hop, top of the mat. Breathe in, lift halfway, lengthen. Breathe out, bow forward. Nice work. Walk your feet to the edges of the mat. Turn your toes out to the diagonal. Grab blocks if you want. Sit low, malasana. Bring your hands to heart center. Let your chin bow in and breathe. So not an easy pose either way you look at it, but also just different from how we've been. Steady your breath. If this is feeling like a lot, right, and you're not using blocks, go ahead and put the blocks underneath. Get to a place where this is just a nice reprieve from the bend and fold and plank. Compose your back. Most common thing we do in the long series is we start rushing. We try to get it done. That was 18, like trying to get done. Like it's going to be like rough. 108 trying to get done. 
is going to be overwhelming. Right? And that 108, that mala that teaches us to do one thing at a time. It's, it's just the, the whole yoga, like, the opposites. Here's this big thing. Just do one little piece of it. Right? Every breath, every moment, you can only do one little piece of it. Do it really well. Do it fully. Do it without rush, without complaint. It becomes easy. Hands to your mat. Let yourself come back up into a forward fold with hands down, feet parallel. Go ahead and take a look at them. They're parallel and they're wide. So you've turned the toes in from where the Malasana squat is. Uh, they're not turned in, but they're turned front. You know, walk your hands out front and grab one of those blocks. Place it on that center underneath your left hand. We're going to bow pull the right elbow toward the ceiling. Bend the left knee. Just let the body do this thing that is like, oh, man, we're just doing all that linear movement. And now this is just totally unscripted, totally weird, like, but nonlinear. Bend the upper arm in a cactus shape. Squeeze the shoulder blade toward your spine, go even further, and then release that slowly. If you need to bring the block up to feel more comfortable in this, do. Uh, the other side, left elbow up, bend the right knee. So we're going the easy route. Right? Bending the uh, opposite knee lets you turn a little more. Let the hips come off offline so the, the hips are diagonally seated. And just rotating. Bend the upper elbow. Squeeze the shoulder to your spine. A lot of upper back work in that whole series. So again. Chest work, opening it up. Then slow release of that back to center. And bend the knees. Let the chest come to the thighs. The thighs come to the chest. Lace your hands behind you. You could have elbows bent. You could have a towel or a strap for sure. Straighten uh, the arms. And then uh, you have hands laced. You're trying to pull the hands apart while they stay together. If you have the strap, you're trying to hold it as close in as you can on it without force. And uh, also pull it apart. Good work. Really nice that no one left during those uh, sunnays. Um, yeah. I mean, here, these kids are locked in, but you guys at home, like you could have faked a Zoom malfunction really easily. No one would have known. That is integrity that you stayed. Release the arms slowly. And walk your feet together. Sit your hips back and take a peek at your feet here. So feet are together or slightly apart, depending on how you feel. If you want to put your hands on blocks, you can. So you're bending your knees, you're sitting your hips back. As you do that, for a lot of us, the knees will try to knock together. They'll try to do a little lean-to action, right? Because that's going to let them, the leg muscle off the hook. Keep the knees in line with that second and third toe. That's going to be a theme you're always going to hear. Knees in line with second and third toe for most of us. Unless your heels are really close together and the whole calf is together, your knees are slightly apart. Right? Ukatasana with the knees in line with that second and third toe. For most of us, it'll feel like the outer thighs are having to work quite a bit. Do this. Let your knees fall into center. Oh, does that feel nicer? Oh, guess what? 
pull them back out, take a peek down, make sure they are in line. Nah. Is this like a must do every time? If you want good alignment, yes. And, and particularly if you want good weight distribution in your feet, if you want to be working with those feet that are open and not uh, doing their kind of uh, default clenching action, right? we got to make these muscles up here stronger. The way to do that is what we're doing right now. You can imagine like one of those uh, 1980s exercise bands around your thighs that you're pressing out into. It doesn't need to be that harsh, right? but you are utilizing outer leg muscle to keep that alignment breath in and then breath out, bow forward. Breathe in, lift halfway, flat back. Plant your hands, step back, high to low push up. Breathe in, upward facing dog. Breathe out, down dog, and you're gonna check to see that your feet are about hip distance apart. That's about two fists distance between your feet, thereabouts. They're pointing straight ahead. You may have a heel that's leaning slightly in. You may have both heels leaning slightly in or out. Check that. Chances are it's your default. And it'll take some time to get these to go parallel. I'm here to tell you, it can happen if you pay attention every day for like three years. Uh, but yeah, it'll, it can happen. Just get the parallel here. Then inhale right leg up and back behind you, three-legged dog. You can let that upper leg take any shape you want. You want to bend it. You want to turn the hip open. For sure. All good. Do that. Watch the standing foot. We will also, depending on how we're taking the upper leg, pretty much have a default uh, way of this foot accommodating it. Right? If your foot wants to turn in, wants to turn out, that's natural. That's normal. See if you can keep it pointing straight ahead. Like The more you reach the leg up and, and over toward the sidewall, the more that, that standing foot may want to come offline. Keep it pointing straight ahead. So the foot doesn't move, unless we're going like, to do something fancy and spin on it. But we're not doing that. Next exhale, bend your knee in toward your chest. Look forward. You're going to step up toward your right hand. Keep your back heel lifted. Look back to that foot. The heel is lifting. It's over the ball of the foot. For a lot of us, you may not have stepped far enough for the heel to be up over the ball of the foot. So uh, go ahead and wiggle the back foot back a little bit, right? So if the back foot has stepped up too far, go ahead and step your back foot in too far. You'll note that your heel goes behind the ball of the foot if the foot's not far enough back, right? So if you stepped your foot up to just see this, right? Heel is way behind. If you step the foot back too far, or you'll end up uh, not being able to get good purchase with the ball of the foot, Heel over ball foot is a standard for lunge. Up front, knee over ankle, standard. Crescent to your feet, lift your chest, lift your arms, crescent. The back foot's vertical, the front foot is pressing the floor. Arms are like mountain pose, wherever your kind of, uh, standard mountain pose is aligned. Lift your chest, go up and back. Sit Deep in the front leg, but you're pressing the back foot down, pressing that heel, keeping it over the ball of the foot. Breath in, and then breath out, hands to the mat. We're going to go directly back to down dog. Place your feet parallel. Just get in the habit. Watch where your heels go. Line them up with the second, third toe. Inhale, left leg up and back behind you. And again, watch for any movement in the right foot. And you just watch with your eyes today. Today is a day you get to look at your feet with your eyeballs. Like, this is the day. This is the one day a year you get to look with your eyeballs. Yep. 
as you shape the upper leg, maybe you bend it, maybe you don't, but open hip, maybe you don't. Watch what happens and keep the standing foot just in line. Heel in line with second and third toe. It's always going to be the way. You may be noticing a lot of calf stretch or hamstring stretch there. And it may feel like you really want to pull the heel over to the side. That's because that would get you out of that calf and hamstring stretch. Uh, you don't need to treat the system like that. You could just do a little less in the upper leg, and not overwhelm yourself. Next exhale, knee into chest. Look to your left hand. Step way up there. Take that big step so that when you look to the back foot, the heel is stacked over the ball of foot. Try this. Step the back foot in like a foot. Just step it up too far. And just notice how the heel is now aligned behind the ball of the foot. Right? So step the foot back until the heel is over the foot. This is one reason why when we take crescent, we do that leg lift behind that we don't do in a warrior. Because when that leg lift behind allows us to go a little further, allows us to clear a little more space for the lunge, it's a longer stance in a warrior. Warrior is shorter than crescent. And so uh, that lift of the heel the heel over the ball of the foot, that requires a long step. Front toes pointing straight ahead, heel in line with second and third toe, knee over ankle. Reach up, crescent. Send your front knee forward, send the back heel backs in equal opposite action. That stays taut. Back leg tight, lift your chest, breathe. In and then hands to heart to that step back down dog. Look for that parallel structure in your feet. Breath in, breath out. All right, moving into warriors, you're going to look to your right hand and you are not going to kick anything backward. You're going to step the right foot directly up to your right hand. That's going to leave you in a shorter stance. If you look back at your back foot, the heel is behind the ball of the foot. That's good. That's where we want to be. Turn that foot out to the diagonal. Okay. Now, you may feel like you want a longer stance here. No, that, that is like totally no judgment there. You can, you can take a longer stance if you need it. But the back foot staying flat is the hallmark. And the back foot being evenly weighted. Ball the big toe, ball the baby toe, center of the heel. So that you're not peeling up one side or heavy on one side. Send your front knee forward, front thigh is parallel to the floor as you come up to where you may need. Longer stance as you come up, for sure do that. We're gonna bring the arms down and check in with your rib cage for most of us because the way the legs are positioned, rib cage is slightly off center when you come up, unless you twist. And that action we want coming from right shoulder blade toward the spine. Right shoulder blade toward the spine, so this right side of the back is engaging. This is one of the reasons sometimes we'll put the hand here, pointing the elbow back, and take the left arm up only. Because that work of the right elbow pulling back helps to keep the torso straight ahead. Okay? Now keep that action, but bring the right arm up as well. Breath in. Unclench your toes. Unclench your teeth. When you breathe out, hands to heart center, to the mat. Step back. You need to reorient your feet. 
to that parallel position with a little more intention. Breath in, breath out. When you're empty, look to your left hand. Left foot's going to go straight ahead to where the hand is, right? Back foot has heel behind the arch and, or heel behind the ball of the foot. Turn that foot flat into the diagonal. Bend into the front knee so that you get the front thigh bone parallel to the floor. Then come up. Back foot stays evenly weighted. Arms down out of this. Check in with your back foot. Does it feel heavier on the inner edge? That's not uncommon. You might need to reorient the foot. You might need to reorient the stance. Back foot is pressing down through all three points evenly. Back leg is squeezed tight. Front leg is parallel to the floor. Knee ascending forward. Heels pressing back. Hips, they're just going to be. You're not going to do anything. You're going to try to orient them any other way than how they need to be for your legs. It's the upper body. Right? So you're going to rotate left shoulder blade toward the spine. We're going to left hand to the hip, pointing the left elbow back. And then reach the right arm up. And uh, for some of us, this like, always feels like the strongest warrior position we have. It's because of that action where we're taking the elbow back behind that allows that twist to stay in place. Right? And so then trying to keep that action, trying to keep that steady as you take the arm up, it's harder. It's for sure harder. Right? But you got this. You breathe. We're not in a hurry. We're exploring how to use the body. Unclench your toes. Unclench your teeth. Unfurrow your brow. Breath in. Then breath out, hands to heart, then the mat. Step back, down dog, and you're going to reorient feet about hip distance apart, pointing straight ahead. Good work. All right. So, moving on to warrior two. We're going to bring the feet to the center line for this one. Right? And the reason being is we're going to really define where the center line is. Then look up between your hands and step your right foot up there. Now, sometimes we do a warrior two uh, with a leg lift because most of us did not quite step as far forward as our warrior two could use. So uh, kind of wiggle the foot forward. Wiggle the foot until the arch of the foot, kind of in line with your thumb. Just get, get that up there. Then look to your back foot, that center line. The foot's going to turn flat across it, turning heel to one side, toes to the other. Your feet are perpendicular. 10th grade geometry, and your feet are perpendicular. You're going to sit into your front thigh till that thigh bone is parallel to the floor. If that uh, feels it's too close again, slide the back foot back. We're going to bring the left hand to the left hip and the right hand to the right hip as you come up with your torso facing the side edge of your mat. So no uh, windmill is basically what I'm saying. No windmill so that we can check in on things. Hands at your hips. Look to your front foot. Because we didn't have to toe heel it over, uh, we probably aligned pretty well with the second and third toe pointing straight ahead. There's a common, common thing in warrior two. The longer we stay here, the more your toes are going to want to turn in. Everybody turn your toes slightly in. Don't have to be dramatic, but it, just turn slightly in. Why does your foot do that? It goes back to that same thing we're working on Katasana. We want the knee aligned with the toes, right? If we turn the toes in slightly, like over toward the left slightly, your knee can be in line with your toes and your outer hip doesn't have to work for it. Can you feel that? Like there's, now turn the toes straight ahead. And now to keep the knee from falling inward, you're going to have to use the outer hip. Right? And so our body will get really sneaky. And when the leg wants to fall in, when we get tired, or when we're just stepping and not paying attention, uh, it will align the toes with where we want the knee to go because your body's just super smart. <laughs> 
it does not want to do this work of the outer hip. So keeping that sensation, bring your hand to the outer edge of the right thigh, press the thigh out into the hand. You guys feel that? Anyone? Yes? No? Maybe? Yeah. That action is never going to leave your warrior two. It's like warrior two is awful. It's just awful. <laughs> Float your arms up. Look straight ahead. Over or look to the front hand and look toward the front shoulder. Now, what's going to try to happen here? Because your body's smart. The left shoulder is going to try to make that easier for you, right? So pull the left. Let's do this again. Put the hand to the hip and point the elbow back behind, like we did in Warrior One. So you're really pulling the left shoulder blade in toward the spine. Then float the arm up and keep that action. Stay here, breathe. Breathe out. It's deeper. Good. Breathe in. Breathe out. You're going to sit low. We're going to reach both arms up. We're going to reach both arms up. Check in with the front knee. Pull it out with the outer hip. Then bring the left arm down behind you. And instead of dipping down into that arm, reach up into the other. Good. Get breath in. When we exhale, curl up. Check in with your toes. Be sure that the foot hasn't moved. Plant hand, step back, down dog. Align the feet well. Oh, yeah. You know what? Bring your knees down. Take child's pose for just a breath, because that's a lot. Right? One thing about worry, too, it is information overload for your body. Right? And it's one of the reasons that your body has all those little sneaky ways of making it not so hard. Right? I hate to be the bare bad news. Warrior two should always feel hard. Like always, because it's just such a different position for the body. And I don't mean like overwhelming hard. I don't mean nasty hard. I just mean that if it feels pretty easy, and that's a sneaky thing about yoga, you start to feel like you're getting better at it. Like, oh, this warrior feels pretty good. You're probably not in it. Body's probably compensating in a way because your body's really smart. And so you're outsmarting your habits. Come on up to hands and knees. Come on back to down dog and check in with that foot position parallel. Down dog, mountain pose, these places where your feet are supposed to be parallel. Seems like no big deal. But if you're not checking in on them here, then it makes it really hard to keep the mental eye on them when the poses get more advanced. If you can really refine and pay attention when it's easy, you'll get better at paying attention and taking action when it's hard. Feet together, center line. So again, we're just defining the center line with that. You're going to look up to your hands. We're going to try to step the left foot all the way up between them so that the arch or the heel of the foot is between the thumbs. Right. You're on the center line of the mat. Check to be sure it's second and third toe pointing straight ahead. Just pack your foot to the mat there. Do not let things change. Spin the back foot flat and across. And it's uh, parallel with the back of the mat. Look back to your front foot. Make sure things haven't shifted in transition. Right. Bend the front knee, front thigh parallel to the floor. Hands to your hips come up and face the side edge of your mat. Right? As you turn your hips and torso to the side, there's a good chance the front knee tried to pull in with you. Right? It's trying to be a team player. It's trying to go where you are saying you're going. Right? Look back to the front knee, pull it in line with second and third toe, pointing straight ahead. Bring the hand to the outer edge of the hip and press the leg out. Use whatever muscle you can uh, to get the knee aligned and you're feeling that you're holding steady in the outer hip. 
Then uh, we're going to bring the front arm up this time. So left arm up, gaze over the front shoulder. And now this right elbow, point it back behind you, like over toward the left edge of your mat. So the right shoulder blade pulls toward the spine. So there's this opening across the chest rather than the shoulder pulling forward. Extend the arm back. Feet are pressing down. The outer edge of the left thigh pulls out. You're probably not going to overdo that. If your foot's staying in place, you're pressing down through all three points, you can use that outer hip muscle as much as you want. Pull the right shoulder blade toward the spine. Turn your head as much as you can. Get that action from your neck, not your eyeballs. So you're really like trying to turn the, uh, the nose to point forward. Even if you close your eyes for a moment, see if you can turn a little more. Good. Then keep the gaze forward. So you're looking at your bicep now as you reach the arms up overhead. You're looking at your left bicep. Both arms overhead. Both arms are overhead. Set your hips low, reach your arms up. Right hand's coming down just lightly. Extend the left arm up. Deeper in your front thigh. Front thigh parallel to the floor. Even if you think I'm not talking to you, front thigh deeper. Breath in. Breath out. Look to the mat. Plant your hands. Step back. Down, down. If you need child's pose, take it. If you want child's pose, take it. There is a good chance that your left leg is burning. Is anyone not burning in their left leg? Okay, because if you're not, we can have a talk. But <laughs> no, it's okay. It's okay if you don't feel like working that deeply. If you took Warrior two for that long of a period of time, right, there should be some muscular response. So nothing's wrong. Right? Everything's right if that's happening. If you needed to take it easy, that is also right. Only thing we want to know about taking things easy is that it's going to be an intentional thing. We're going to intentionally say, like, I'm going to take this one like at 50% today, and that's totally fine with me. If you want to be working 100%, you know what it feels like now. That's excellent. You're going to look through your hands. Walk or hop to seated. Come on down to your back. Back bend of your choice here. Bridge, wheel, Suptabhadakonasana, a lesser known back bend, uh, a lesser kind of intensity of back bend. But any three of those, any one of those three, good idea there. I'm going to avoid laying down to just try not to lose the microphone. But, uh, you know, otherwise, you absolutely know I'd be just loving to do the back bend with. I need like one of those shock things on my mat that every time I lay down, it shocks me so that um, we don't lose microphones. I just forget. Breath in. Breath out. Stay with this. Stay with this. Not everything the teacher says is get out of the post. One more breath. Right? Full, complete, polish this, refine it. And then slow release. If you're in Subdivada Kanasana already, congratulations, we'll join you. Uh, Subdivada, hands to your center line and just feel yourself here, right? Breathe in and breathe out. Try to stay with just full, complete breath, right? Just like you're staying with a pose and staying in the action of the pose the entire time, right? This is a less intense pose. Just as much attention can be paid here. You can think of these practices like if you're, if you're in music, right? Playing or singing notes. 
right? You want the entire note to sound good. Whether it's a high note, low note, whether you're in the choir or solo, right? You never want to sing a bad note. You never want a note to kind of trail off into some squeaky, creaky, breathless thing, right? I mean, sometimes it will, and that's fine. But if we're doing a practice, we're practicing making it good, okay? Whatever that means is really personal. What does it mean to make each breath good to you? And then do that. It feels good to do that mentally, emotionally. And it's nice when life can give us this simple thing to practice doing well, because there's too many complicated things for most of us. And the better you get at doing it in simple things, easier the complicated things get. Next exhale, you can bring your knees together, hug them into your chest, and then rock up to seated, getting to your favorite version of cross-legged seated fold, or yeah, so pose. So, Cross-legged could be ankle to ankle, siddhasana. Could be ankle to knee, sukhasana. Could be if you take your hands behind you and the leg can do it by itself. Could be a double pigeon or dvipada. If you're there and you want to take it across to cow face, gomakasana, knee to knee. Right? You can be anywhere in this from ankle to ankle to knee to knee. Makes sense. Bow forward. One's not better than the other. There's not an advanced, um, that's not an advancement spectrum. That's a, we're all a little different in our skeleton, but also in the needs of our hips today. As you're probably aware, if you did a lot of sitting at your desk this week, your body feels different than if you went on a crazy long bike ride. Went on a crazy long bike ride, but it's going to feel different than if you played a lot of pickleball. Right? There's different musculature being used all throughout the stuff of our lives. So trying different variations on postures, particularly the hip openers, depending on what mobility or immobility you've had. They, uh, they work a little differently from day to day. Three more breaths, pose of your choice. It could change if you need it to. Next inhale, come on out of this. And then you can bring the legs uh, foot to foot. So we're going to bring it to um, butterfly. Not quite as a pose, but as a, as a little like a um, little test. So you've got your feet close to you or close-ish to you. Okay? And there's a good chance for a lot of us, there's a good chance that a lot of you, uh, maybe like perfectly symmetrical in your hips, there's a good chance that some of us, uh, like self, are real high on one side and real low on the other. And there's a good chance that some of us are just moderately that way. Right. Uh, this is not anything I can do anything about. The years of yoga I've done uh, have not fixed me. 
I'm pissed. I want my money back. Um, no, this has to do with my skeleton and how it's put together. This leg comes out of joint sometimes. This leg's totally healthy. That's the way this works. Uh, so this one's not better, but this one's not worse. But if you have a difference, chances are when we cross to the other side, you're going to want a different posture on that side. So if you're pretty symmetrical, you may want the same posture. If it looks like this, you may want a different posture. Right? So take a peek. Maybe you're just glad you don't look like this. That's totally fine. Uh, <laughs> be proud of your symmetricalness. But then take the other side, other leg in front. And you may find that in the same posture that you just took, you're not feeling anything, right? Change the posture until you feel something. You may also find that the posture you just took is way too much for this side. Uh, try another variation. You may or may not need, even if you're not, uh, even if you're totally symmetrical, you may feel differently inside just because you look a certain, we all know that, just because someone looks a certain way on the outside doesn't necessarily mean that's what's going on inside. With attention paid to your body, what are you feeling on this side? Regardless of the shape, right? If this leg doesn't look like the other one, it's totally fine. It's your left leg, not your right leg. Get it to a point where it's comfortably uncomfortable to be here. Stay and Inhale. Good. You can turn to the side of your mat or a little known fact, you can do this facing the front. Uh, just have a straddle. Right? So if you want your legs to be on your mat, you turn aside. If you don't care about such things, stay forward. It's all good. As long as your sitting bones are on your mat, you're going to be. Although sitting bones unblocked, totally fine too. Let's everybody do this. Uh, hands one in, one out of the straddle. Pop your hips up and tilt yourself forward. Does everybody give yourself that head start? Then come on down toward the center. Let your head drop. If you can, rest your head on your hands or a block or a tower block. Do that so that you're not holding that weight with your upper back. Right? You just want to get that resting of the head at a level that works well for you to feel the stretch in your legs. But takes the pressure off upper back because nobody wants more stress there after doing a bunch of yoga. Do you notice your head position? Maybe we want... Um, when we're bowing forward, we want the chin slightly in. Because of life tendencies, chin trying to drop, trying to go slightly out, like forward head posture, it's a thing. It's, it's real. It's default. 
So when we're going into forward folds, try a little bit of the a little bit of tuck. Like they used to tell us about somersaults. Right. Or maybe some of you still somersault. That would be great. Is there a better word than somersault? I don't think so. I mean, there are some really good words. I, I like other words too. Bend your knees in and just like do the opposite of that. Right, so counter pose. It's not the traditional counter pose, but counter pose. Knees in, tuck tight. Round your back outward. Really make that C curve of the back. Yeah, cat spine. Then pull your arms into your legs and have yourself pulled up tight and elongated. Then we'll slowly release and come down onto your back. Hug your knees in. Have some finishing twists. So if you like belly twisting pose, if you have, uh, yeah, one knee in, one leg out twist, the, uh, the hokey pokey twist. Uh, you have windshield wipers, all, all kinds of stuff to make yourself happy with. Ooh, Katrin, now that you've gotten down to the floor, we can see your art gallery. You know, with all the artists we have in here, we should have a gallery show at Three Dog Yoga. We have a lot of artists in the room. Would you do that? Would you bring your art down here and like we could see, all just enjoy it and like have drinks? Yeah. That'd be really fun. You're ready. Make your way to Shavasana. That was awesome. Well done. I mean, I mean the word awesome, as in I'm filled with awe. I'm filled with awe that, that you stayed.
when you feel ready to move again, start with deepening your breath. Let it make its way out through your whole body. Find your fingers and toes, spread out, wiggle. Roll to your right side. Make your way up to seated. Take a moment to sit tall and spread out. To feel like you're polishing and refining your natural posture. And we'll bring our hands together, heart center, thumbs to forehead center. Great work, y'all. Thanks for being here. Namaste. Awesome. Well done. Guys, if you can do 18, you can do 108. Rockin'. See you soon. Bye. Yay.